Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and first, our sponsored ads. Oh, wait! We don't have any. This is the equivalent of the skip ad button on YouTube. You just had to wait five seconds for me to get past it. Anyway... This is an amazing podcast brought to you by two people, one of which owns Heelys. Yep. That person is my co-host. That would be me. Welcome back every week, Sam Griffith. Well, thank you so much, he says as he cracks a Miller Lite into the microphone. I I am mad and angry still from Monday. Um, and if, if you would allow me just to have like... No more than 45 seconds and then I'll be done. Okay? May I? Okay. Would you mind? You have the floor. Okay. First of all, okay, on the, on the, when the Georgia Bulldogs were driving, I believe it was in the third quarter, there was an obvious face mask penalty that was missed uh, that would have extended the Georgia Bulldogs drive and put them into field goal range. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship had a great year. He probably would have made it and it would have kept the dogs uh, out of overtime and they should have won that game outright. Second of all, when Alabama tied the game up at 2020 in the fourth quarter, the receiver uh, that their quarterback threw the ball to was beyond the line of scrimmage and moving before the ball was snapped at the time the ball was snapped. So it should have been a false start. It was third and four at that point. It should have been a third and nine. Uh, and definitely not points on the board. Uh, so yes, you know, the dog should have won it in overtime. But fuck Bama. Fuck the Big Ten refs that were officiating that game who handed the game to Bama. Life is pain. And oh, God damn it. God damn it. How dare they put a fucking exciting quarterback that makes people actually like Alabama in that game and win. How dare they? How dare they try and make a face turn? I hate it. And that's it. I'm done. feel a lot better now. Thank you. All I have to say is that, well, this is what anyone gets who trusts a Georgia football team to win a championship. I know you've heard that joke already, but it bears Uh repeating because... By golly, that was creepy. Yep. Well, apparently, uh, you lose. Apparently, Bama Ugh. did it to Georgia before in a, in an SEC title game too. Like they they came back uh, from a from like a very similar deficit at the half, and then ended up winning the game. Which is was that a recent? Oh uh, God, game? I don't know how recent. Um, I don't know how recent it was, but I, I think it, w- it might have been the last time they met in the SEC championship game. Uh, so I think definitely in like the twenty twenty uh, the 2010s-ish. Well, okay. But basically, if you're a Georgia football team, a Georgia team, you're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion in overtime to the evil empire of whatever your sport mm. is that everyone wants to see lose. You lose anyway. You disappoint millions of people, and Sam gets very yeah, drunk. Yeah, it was bad, and I was sad. Oh well. At least uh, a shout out, shout out to my friend Anakin who who came by and just like left a twelver of beers there that kind of went untouched because we were all too kind of nervous to drink, uh, and that that's just in my fridge now. So you know, Daddy has his medicine. Wait. 
Wait, you have a friend named Anakin. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. That's his actual name. Yep. How often do the jokes happen? Uh, oh man, I don't, I, I can't say. I, I don't, I don't know because like he and I have been friends for a very long time, and I, I don't know what it's like when he meets new people, right? But, but there's that. I, I, I think that I'm, I'm sure it, it's like, oh, Anakin, like from Star Wars, and he's like. Uh, yes kind of wouldn't it be funny if the reason he goes crazy and turns to the dark side is because people won't stop making that joke yeah yeah probably and you just turn on the news one day and your friend anakin has slaughtered a whole bunch of young killed killed the young ones yeah like oh my god what happened? And then you watch the security tape of him killing Samuel L. Jackson beforehand, and he's just like, "Stop making Star Wars jokes, please. I hate everything about my life. Stop it. Just gonna, just gonna, just ruin everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fashion a lightsaber, and you know, find find the nearest. What what is, even is a youngling? I don't know what the, what the actual appropriate age group for a youngling would be. I'm guessing a youngling is prepubescent. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking more like kindergarten, but but that's fair. I think prepubescent is fair. Like they still have their original goofy kid voice. Uh-huh. They still have that sweet innocence and none of that depressive teenage bullcrap. I think it's got to be I... it's got to be the most tragic if you know they they are cut down i wonder how many sith in the star wars universe came about because younglings went through puberty badly oh jeez! like we all knew those kids when we were in school maybe you were that kid mm-hmm. where you had you went through that that time where things were hard and nobody understood you i feel like that's prime sith happening material like if i'm if I'm a baby man who's going through tough times because of hormones and I had the ability to move shit with my brain and use laser swords, I don't know if I would have come back. No. I mean isn't well, no spoilers. No spoilers. I was about to I was about to say something regarding the new movie, which I probably shouldn't say because I don't want to be, you know, crucified online. I feel like this Statute of Limitations has passed on spoilers for Star yeah, Wars already. I, feel, I, because, I think you're right. I just want to like, play this it safe. Weeks later, it's so big. Anyone who's super concerned about spoilers at this point has probably already seen it. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like... Like, if you're the kind of nerd who's just like, No spoilers! I don't want to hear the spoilers! No! No! Eah! You, like bitch on facebook and you like complain when your co-workers even mm-hmm. like casually bring it up like i haven't seen it yet i, ha- I haven't seen it yet. you don't just no, you don't just spoiled. quietly no, excuse yourself from the conversation and you know go somewhere else or put your headphones on no, it's just like no no some people have uh not seen it respect my feelings mm-hmm. god like at those at this point if you have if you're one of those people and you haven't seen this movie by now um, well, now go fuck yourself. Give us the spoilers, Sam. Oh, I was just gonna say, it, that's pretty much the plot of The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, that was it. 
I, I will say, I will say, I had a, I had a very, I felt like the stupidest person in the world. Uh, I had a very bad spoiler experience the other day. So I've been watching through the old uh, Netflix episodes of The Great British Bake Off, which is a, a wonderful and delightful show. A delightful show. I will also back this up. It is a just a wonderful, peaceful, heartwarming yeah, show. Yeah, and so so my my favorite part about it is, and this is something that I don't think American reality shows have grasped. Uh, if if you haven't watched it, The Great British Bake Off, it's it's a cooking show where people, yeah, people like go home every week, but everyone roots for each other. They're really like everyone is kind of rooting for each other to succeed, down to the host. They're friendly and they're happy. They're friendly and it's they're not happy. like American reality shows where right. they force in fake drama and fake they invent lines. situations to play people off yeah. each other. It's just hey, here's three challenges. Bake the best you can. Everyone around you is just doing their best, and everyone is happy for everyone. The flip side. It's so refreshing. The flip side of that, though, and I think this is what American uh, TV, like reality TV producers don't get, is that because it's so happy and because everybody is legitimately rooting for each other, and you might have like a couple favorites, but you really are rooting for everyone to succeed. When someone goes home, it hurts a lot more. Right. It's it's not like, oh, this is this caricature who isn't really a real person. No, this is someone you're emotionally involved in because you are rooting for them along with everyone else. It's it's horrifying. Uh, the the spoiler thing that happened was I was just like reading through my Facebook feed and someone was talking about like the winner of the season that I was currently on. And I was so angry I was so fucking pissed, even though I knew I had no right to be. Because the season was like, it was two years ago, maybe more. I was just like, so like, god damn it, I was three episodes away from the ending, and you spoiled it. You spoiled it, and, and it wasn't even the best person that actually won. So I was very, very angry. I had a really bad spoiler experience myself, actually. Ooh. What happened? I was I was driving down the road. And I see a car, and I look on the back of this oh, car, God damn it. and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> the car had a spoiler. It was, it was a, a really bad spoiler experience. I was wondering if you were going to pick I up did. on it. I, it, took, it took me way too long. I will say the worst spoiler experience is when you're going really fast, like super, super fast, and then you just fly up into the atmosphere, because... You know, you don't have enough downforce. It, it happens. Mm. Re read it online. Yeah. This is a football podcast. 100%. We actually have things this to talk about this week. Podcast. This happens every week, and I love it. I fucking fuck you if this you don't like this shit. is the playoffs. We had playoff games this past weekend. Oh, and I yeah. just want to start with the fact that makes me laugh the absolute hardest. And I know... The fans don't care, but I'm still laughing my ass off. The Bills waited two decades, and all they got was a field goal. Oh my god. Yeah. Shit. After all these damn years. The last time the Bills were in the playoffs, the Twin Towers were still Gee, standing. That's fucking... That's how freaking long it's been since the Bills were in the crazy. playoffs. 
God damn. They waited this whole time after all these years, all these years of heartbreak, all these years of not quite making it, of falling apart and everything. They finally make it and they get a field goal. Here's my thing. That was the game I was most excited for this past weekend. And it did not. I think that was a game most of us were most excited for. It completely for. did not deliver while all, all the other games completely over-delivered, I think. B- Bill's Jaguars pretty much sucked. Yeah, I mean, ja- the Jaguars did what we expected them to do. Bortles looked like, you know, a little bit worse than mediocre, but but their defense is amazing. Bortles made that game happen. Yeah. With his legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, what, it was like 69 yards rushing, nice, something like that. It was getting to the point where I just wanted him to scramble on every play, yeah. because one, it was working, and it was exciting, and two, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, very, very true. I like, I like how the Titans are already, like, he's fucking trash, like, they're, they're making all these Bortles jokes in the meantime, and I... <laughs> It's going to be another, like, 10-3 to 3 game. Oofa-doofa. I know the Bills don't care that they only got a no. field goal. They were, they were the epitome of happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this looked like the Bills fans, once they made it, it was almost like they won their Super Bowl already, and everything else was just gravy. Yeah. And they were just having a damn good time. So I'm happy... For Bills fans, I'm happy they finally broke that streak. Well, I think the future is still bright hilarious. For them too. That all they got was a field. Yeah, goal. yeah, you came all. <laughs> you got one kick that went through the uprights, and that was what you waited like 18 years for. I, we, I find we made it to the sewer. And we there's a pretty the... decent chance we won't see the Bills in the playoffs for a, a decent several years if certain things go wrong like the bills snuck into the playoffs this year like this is the this is the most backing into the playoffs you get if you get into the playoffs because another team had to lose you really didn't earn your place in the playoffs the bills did not earn their place in the playoffs they played well enough so that when other teams fucked up they could walk in yeah Yep, very true. Very true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the thing is, it's it's so uh, we might not see the bills for a while. On the on the we, on the like, flip side of that, uh. they're uh, if they don't if they don't incredibly mismanage their team in the off season, which they, I think they have a, a high chance of actually doing. I think that the whole Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Nathan Peterman thing is really going to come and bite him in the ass this offseason. On paper, the team is good. I mean, they've got pieces there. Tyrod Taylor has looked like a playoff caliber quarterback, I would say, uh, this this past year. He's at good times. enough to get them there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, maybe he's not good, good enough, enough to, to get them there. Him. He's definitely got enough ability to learn. Um, Nathan Peterman is a huge pile of dog turds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, just, just like, think of like the biggest pile of dog turds you can think of. And then that's Brock Osweiler because it's a really tall pile sure. of dog turds. And then tall, like, yeah. The tall, little pe- the, the, the the chunk that like, came off later on you know like when you gotta take a dump and you release the main stuff 
and then you think you're done. And then there's but there's, there's like a little bit left. You ten gotta minutes shake later, that part out. there's like that that little bit left that you got to go back for. That that's Nathan Peterman. It's mm-hmm. it's the delayed nuggets. So yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I I wouldn't be surprised if if the Bills. That's or, the like, podcast if, title: delayed nuggets. Delayed nuggets. Yes. Delayed nuggets. Courtesy of fucking Peter King. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Uh, so yeah, that game was not fun to watch for me, at least. I I was probably most excited for it, and it really was not. I was hoping that the Bills' offense would get going the way it kind of had last uh, the week before, like on that New Year's Eve game. That was pretty sweet, but it didn't, and it was boring and not even kind of the like fun kind of slugfest. It was just like I don't want to watch no, this. It anymore. was bad. It was yeah. Just, it was just it bad. was just bad boy football. And I mean that that's kind of the Jaguars' strength because they have such a stifling defense. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how they do against the Steelers, considering they already beat the Steelers. But I mean this these teams combined for six points by halftime, which mm-hmm. is a yes. touchdown without a conversion. That's pathetic. Like, yep. Not great. If you Not said, ideal. Not what you want. I, 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 the entire time I was watching that, that first game, like that entire game, really, I'm like, you know, if you brought in someone from 2011 and you played them this game without the context of it being a playoff game, they would think it's like week three mm-hmm. because these two yeah. teams look like they have for the past decade and it just it was just a bad football game. Yeah, it was it was not enjoyable in really any way whatsoever. No, no. Let's talk about good football. And I think Let's, the, the funnest game I watched I don't know if it was the best game, but the funnest game I watched was Chiefs Titan. Oh hell yes. Hell yes it was. Absolutely. Is the best. Oh my god. Um Marcus Mariota wins the award for most bomb ass shit of the two thousand seventeen NFL season. Threw a touchdown yeah. pass to himself. As someone on my comic uh, said, Marcus Mariota threw the touchdown. Mark Mariota caught the touchdown. Caught it. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He grew a mustache on the Terrell Revis knocks it it in the air, falls right back in Mariota's hands, and he does a sweet pylon dive and keeps the team alive. Uh, It... You could say it helped win the game because without that touchdown, the Titans don't have enough points to win. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'll call it a game winner. Hell yeah. I know it wasn't, but I'll call it a game winner because why the hell not? Well, it, it should be. It also totally changed the momentum of the game. I mean, if you remember, the Chiefs were in control for the majority of that game, right? The, the Titans kind of like, I turned the game off. Because I thought, like, oh, yeah, okay, the Chiefs are going to clamp down, they're going to win, and, you know, the Titans might, like, get close in garbage time, but, like, I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm safe to go to the gym now, or whatever, you know, so I, I, (laughs) I, that, something, people talk about, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta make a play and, like, pump the team up, I can't really think of many, like, 
better plays than a quarterback throwing a pass to Is there himself. A better example of a player putting the team on his back than catching his own goddamn pass for a touchdown. No, not not unless a player literally like puts the entire team on his back and like kind of walks into the end zone that way with like them all on top and then, you know, you can all fall forward and then it just you go you go right in because it's like kind of a human human ladder kind of thing. I think that's the only thing that tops it. That'd be a really interesting strategy on like if it's like first and goal yeah. or like fourth and goal and you're at, oh, I don't know, like the seven mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you got like no receivers who can catch and you got no running game and you got a shitty quarterback. Maybe what you do is you come out in the human pyramid formation and the running back like takes a direct snap climbs to the top of the human pyramid as fast as he can and then the entire pyramid just falls falls forward yep and it's just a giant pile and there you go i'd like to see it it's i want it's a natural it's an it's a natural like evolution of the of, of the advantage to having a tall quarterback where you can do a qb sneak and just like have the fullback push him from behind and if he falls forward you got three yards Hooray. Why why isn't is that illegal? It shouldn't be illegal. It shouldn't I want to see the human pyramid formation. It absolutely is illegal. But it here, let me you know what? I don't know. Let me check. Is it legal? Uh, I might count as vaulting. To do uh, I don't know because you're not I don't think you're technically allowed to use another player to launch yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is one of those things like I always feel like would be absolutely perfect for a goal line formation is you get one offensive lineman who kind of like takes a knee and the running back just like leaps off his back. I mean, that, that would hurt like hell. He's got it. Totally would. That running back's going to have the air and he's going to get in. So if you need a absolute must have touchdown, like, I don't know, say you're like on the one yard line. It's late in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're like the Seahawks or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe you're playing, <laughs> oh, let's just say the Patriots. Yeah, and yeah. You need like one yard. You got like no time left. You need the touchdown to win the game. You don't trust your offensive line to make the holes because your offensive line kind of sucks. So what do you do? You have the guy take a little bit of a knee and have the dude vault off of him and fly into the end zone like a gymnast. It'd be, it would work. It would. Unfortunately, it is, it's called illegal leverage is the, is the actual penalty that's called, uh, on, on the player. So you that can't sounds do, like it, it would have a really, um, it. hot sign. Like, I, I want to see a referee call illegal leverage. Like, Ill- what is that? Does yeah. he like pretend to like sit on a teeter totter it's just like yeah illegal leverage <laughs> does he have like his arm and he like puts his hand on the other arm and like tilts it down we're like i want to see that sign What's that that's what sign? i was thinking what like an applause meter kind of kind of deal that he's doing i the, the this is so this is the other thing i found in googling this uh on askasoccerreferee.com so we're in the other football now if, if you'll indulge me 
Uh, the question is, when defending a free kick, is there a law that forbids a team from erecting a human pyramid on their goal line to obstruct the goal? <laughs> if there is no specific law, would it come under bringing the game into disrepute? So the answer, as of 2012, is no, there is no law on this. But there is an old international board decision from the International Football Association board, the people who make and change the laws. It declares that using a teammate's shoulders to boost one's height in order to make a play for the ball was misconduct. So there's an interpretation of the law that remains valid guidance for such situations. However, however, they say they can't use their shoulders to boost one's height. If you're in a human pyramid, you're not really using the shoulders. You're using the backs. Yeah, that's, right? that's kind of a back. It, it, if you're careful about hand placement. Yeah, yeah. I think mm, I think you can get away with, like, maybe mm. one level. Like, people people kneel down and, and you know. Oh, I want to see this play happen. I, I want to see it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. We need more of that Please, clown ball shit try, in every single sport. Try illegal leverage i want to see bill belichick try leveraging something and he'll probably find a way to make it not against the rules so in the loophole mm-hmm. i want to see it yep yeah. i want to see it <laughs> if there's one person to trust about that it, it would be him for sure preferably i want to see him do it against the ravens which i know is impossible this season but whenever he does stuff like that it breaks john harbaugh's brain and that's always it enjoyable. really does he fucking goes ape shit every single time you'd think he'd be used to it by oh now. my god you know the rule book better than me where where that's john harbaugh that was pretty good that was pretty good i liked it, it it's that's that's we my talk about one of the other games? of john harbaugh. one of the other better games uh <laughs> i guess so let's talk about probably the best like football game and that's panthers saints i think yeah for sure that was for sure in terms of like product on the field, quality playoff football, it it was Panthers Saints. That was that was a good knock 'em up, beat 'em down, but not like no scoring kind of fest. That was that was just good football right. between two good football teams playing good football. Good football. I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad it, both of those teams, I think, I, I don't think the Panthers played up to their full potential, but Cam Newton had a good game and it was good to see him kind of like shaking off that kind of play. Because they missed the playoffs last year, right? They they did. Yeah. And it was, so I, I don't know. It was good for me at least to see Cam Newton back in the playoffs. Uh, the Saints look scary. I mean, I don't know. They The Saints, I, I fully believe that Whoever comes out of Saints Vikings is going to be the NFC representative. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can't I can't disagree with that, especially since um, the Saints. So, like, if the Saints end up winning, I the Falcons haven't beaten them yet, have they? No, they actually they have. No, they did. They they, they, they got they the, split uh, the last series. They split the series. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so they split. Matt the, Ryan played like absolute series. dog shit, and they still won the game. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it was the late um, uh, Dion um, Jones. Can't remember his name. That awesome interception at, at the end zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. So yeah, okay, fair, fair. I 
I I think that for good reason people aren't giving the Falcons a lot of credit, but if if they play they like they on if they play yeah, yeah if they, they play like they played against the Rams, I think that they have a legitimate shot uh, to make the Super Bowl if not to win it. Um, I I don't want to jinx anything, of course, but but that was a hell of a game. That was a pretty good game. I uh, I mean I was rooting for the Rams. Yeah, me too. Actually, like, like the Rams. Falcons are one of my teams, but I thought the the Rams had a better shot. I just I really like it when young hot upstarts make old people go, oh, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So the success of Sean McVay was very personally gratifying to me. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But they they definitely looked less experienced for the playoffs than the Falcons did. The Falcons looked like they knew where they were, and the Rams mm-hmm. looked like they got off to a, a bad series of plays at the beginning of the game and they just never really found their mojo after that yeah they couldn't really shake that off and and that kind of comes with the territory too right when was the last time the rams were in the playoffs like 2004 ish no it can't have been that long ago oh right um well i mean after kurt warner they like never had anyone play football that's what that's kind of what I, I was thinking. I don't right? remember like, when the last times were in the playoffs. Like I feel like did they did they go during like the good Sam Bradford year? I, I oh, you know what maybe. Okay, let's let's see. What last playoffs? Yeah, oh, shit. I, I know fucking they nailed lost it. the division. I nailed it. It was, it was 2004. It was 2004. <laughs> They beat wow. they beat the Seahawks in the in the wild card round and then lost to the Falcons. Uh, so there you go. That's funny. They lost to the Falcons <laughs> in the divisional round. Well, that's something. Yeah, yeah. So so I guess that that kind of explains it, right? Yeah, they haven't they haven't been there in a in a hot second. They'll be back though. I think. I mean, Jared Goff is only going to get more scary and. I mean, if they can, he's only gonna get more better. Yeah, <laughs> just just say what you meant. Just he's gonna only gonna get more. That's better. true. That's true. Just lean into yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> if only they could find him some receivers. Well, yeah, I guess what's his face didn't really do anything this year. Did no, he? Um, Sammy Watkins. No, it's Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy Watkins was, didn't do no. much. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. Time's yeah. running out on him, I keep him, confusing I him and Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, shoot, they're kind of the same disappointing story, huh? It's like it's like Sammy Watkins and slightly fatter Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. Yes. <laughs> two players we thought were going to be really good out of that draft mm-hmm. class, and it turns out the two best wide receivers from that draft class were Odell Beckham and Mike Evans, huh. both of which do not have a playoff touchdown as a receiver, Marcus Mariota. That's, God, what a fucking stat. That is amazing. Oh, no. He has a perfect passer rating when throwing to himself. himself. That will be a stat that he will keep forever. I mean, it's got to be, right? 
It's gotta be. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. I also, shit. I like, I guess I knew that in like somewhere in my brain, but having it said out loud, it's like crazy to me. It's a that... really good bar trivia question. Yeah, that's true. Hint, hint, Sam. I know your fun <laughs> <done> job. <laughs> the one other thing I do other than podcasts. You know, my brand, my hashtag brand. That, that, that other thing Sam does besides talk mm-hmm. in places where you, I guess you have to deal with his opinions. Yeah, yeah. Be, be on the internet, be on podcasts, make people listen to me at bars. Shit, that's pretty much all I do, isn't it? That's rough. Mm-hmm. You are internet talk person. Internet talk boy, Sam Grezes. On the mic, spinning the hits every day. That's my radio voice. Speaking of hits, let's talk about someone who used to punch people and is now fired, Tom Cable. Oh, God damn. (laughs) I fucking teed you up for that one really good. Hell yeah. I was was trying to find a good segue to that. I was originally going to use that little bit where I talked about Marshawn Lynch vaulting over the top, but mm-hmm. then the moment passed. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, let's go back to that. The Seahawks, they fired the guy that didn't hand it to Marshawn Lynch, and they also fired the guy who's more or less more responsible for the Seahawks' offensive failures, if you ask me, and that's the offensive line coach. Yeah. Tom Cable, Tom who Cable. you might remember as a Raiders coach for a little while, and mm-hmm. also someone who punched an assistant. He also looks like a thumb. You know, like, with his fist. He looks like a thumb. He, he does. He does. Also, don't punch He's a thumb coach. Especially if you look like a thumb. I mean, generally, but also, like, don't do not do that that thing. I think in the offseason, we're going to have to go through and we're going to have to rank all the NFL thumbs. Yeah, it's true. There are a lot. Shit, there are a lot of them. I mean, Bruce Arians. There are a lot of, of NFL thumbs. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bruce Arians isn't there anymore. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I guess, I guess. I, I feel like I would still rank him, put him somewhere on the list. I'd rank him lower, probably, because he's not active, right? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Plus I Bradley. So, I, I, I want to go back to this, because how has this taken so long? Like, how has it taken Because so this long? is the first time the Seahawks have actually missed the playoffs. That's but, why. But these... Honestly, I'm legit surprised that they even went through with it at this point. Because he was clearly the problem two seasons ago. Well, right. But... but, but uh, I, and I guess it's mitigated somewhat because Russell Wilson has been making some, like some of the plays of his life this season because the O-line is so bad. I just, that is a thing that has been very, very consistent, right? With the Seahawks for the past long time. And I, fix it. Why, Why didn't you fix it before? So I was actually thinking about this a little bit on my drive to work this morning Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i like i'm gonna come at this from a a different perspective than i think a lot of sports fans do and that's when we're looking at situations like this where it's pretty obvious like a guy isn't good at his job isn't fixing it and we're just like well why don't they just fire him well why is he still there he's clearly the problem i think a lot of us 
are forgetting the human element in this and that when you're an employee and you have good relationships with your bosses, with the people who <laughs> run the company, there's there's a sense of emotional attachment and loyalty. Like when you're on the outside and you see Daryl Bevel call really shitty plays, it's very easy to be like, well, objectively, he's fucking garbage. But when you're when you've worked with the guy for a long time, you're you're willing to kind of look past the problems a little bit. Yeah. Because you like them and you're friends. You have a good working relationship together and you don't want to deal with someone new that you might not gel with. So I like I think we've all been kind of ruined by Bill Belichick's cold, uncaring monolith coaching style mm-hmm. where if you aren't good at your job, you're gone. I don't make friends. I kill friendships. I eat the souls of happy people because it's work. Yeah. Yeah. But most of us aren't that. And like it, it may make sense that maybe things should get fired, but I feel like there's also something to be said for keeping someone around trying to improve it and make it better because you want to work with that person. And then after a certain point, then maybe you realize it's it's just not going to happen. And you do your best to try and give them a way out Mm -hmm. that will make them successful kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or you're just a douchebag who burns every bridge like Ben. Sure. (laughs) Sure. I'm, I'm just thinking specifically in terms of Tom Cable, like, he has he has failed like not only to to like identify o line prospects but he has also failed to develop like veterans on the on the o line right the o line has he's, regressed he's pretty like, much not, failed yeah. about as much as an offensive line coach right so so that's i mean that's and my the fact other that thing like, he sure, wasn't gone like and I guess yeah. this tracks more with with uh, Daryl uh, Bevel. Like it definitely tracks more with a guy who didn't fucking Darryl punch Bevel. an assistant. Not Darren Ravel. Excuse me. Like so. So yeah. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily disagree. It's like it objectively, Tom Cable should have been fired a while <laughs> ago. But it's just when when you get really mad at your team, just kind of remember that aspect. And to, so that you don't go into frothing rage because you don't understand, like human emotions are kind of messy and they don't always make entire sense. And we're not all just cold calculating robots operating to find peak efficiency. Sure. Like there's there's still an element of humanity well, there until at least um, your brain is gone because you've taken too many. There's hits. there's a an element of players coach too which is definitely like a thing and you hear people talk about this all the time you hear players talk about like being really sad when their coach gets fired i mean this happens a lot in college too right you get a coach that gets a new job somewhere else and players want to not they don't want to play for the new coach right and and that's how they colleges lose recruits and it happens like all the time 
And so, like, I, to- I totally get that. And th- I think that above and beyond just the human element of that, right? The human element of, like, this is still a workspace. And it can't be, like, you fuck up once and you're gone. There's There's an element of, like, if the players like you and if the players want to you know excel under you right because they like you and you can motivate them and you're you're a good fucking manager and coach that makes your team better too right so it's not it's not like it's not all like just like oh happy happy whatever it's like it that that leads into your team ideally or it can lead into your team performing well it's true if you guys like like each other it's pretty good it's pretty good that you'll have um like their backs and they'll have your backs like i i just think about like my own day job and there are people in my own day job who aren't quite as good of workers as others but i still really like them as Mm -hmm. people and i know i would be bummed if they weren't there even if the person replacing them was a little more well right and even then like do you do you think because this is this was a big deal for me uh you know when when i was in in an office uh, scenario too people who were not necessarily great at their jobs might make people around them better at theirs right like i mm-hmm. i remember there were there were people who didn't like hit their numbers or whatever but who like i I talked to when I was like having a bad day or like couldn't focus. They were like, okay, like take a walk for like five, 10 minutes, like get a drink or like something and come back and we'll like hit it hard and and we'll do it. And like it refocused me. So like that's, I, I totally get that. This is turning into like a management advice podcast. We're doing a TED talk right now, and I'm about just, it. Just keep in mind, like, yes, if you have a team that gets along well with each other, the individuals who aren't quite as strong work worky as yeah, <laughs> everyone yeah. else, you may not want to actually cut them for a robot who's more efficient because. It may ruin the team chemistry. I mean, that that kind and this of thing. comes back to the Patriots too. All that shit this week about like uh, Belichick, Kraft, and Brady not getting along, and maybe Belichick will want to go to the Giants. I mean, I'll never happen. Which I just, I, I just bullshit. want like I forgot about this. I I think that I feel like we do need to yeah. mention this article. That article was a bunch it, of horseshit. it. Absolutely was. I absolutely. I I, I fuck it. I hate the Patriots. I want them to go away pretty much as much as everyone. It is a weekly occurrence that we dunk on mm-hmm. Tom Brady at least once mm-hmm. in this podcast because we, we sh- we're we just so goddamn sick of the Patriots. That article was just a bunch of horse shit. He, Don't believe any of it. As soon as he posted it, I think, he, like, got on Twitter. Uh, Seth Wickersham, I believe, was, was the author. He, like, got on Twitter and started, like, walking back his claims because, I mean, maybe... I mean, I feel like this might have been something that happened in the editing room, right? Like, a lot of context was removed, and a lot of quotes were taken out of context, and it ended up being, a like... A lot of, um, sources were... Yeah, right, right. Oh, I, yeah, mm, there was a lot of shady mm. shit happening. 
but but at the same time, I mean, there might be a kernel of truth somewhere in there. There usually is. There well, might be. At at the yeah. the story of like Belichick and Brady not getting along isn't a new one, right? There have been rumors about that for like what I want to say about a half decade at this point. And something about that article really spooked me is what over the summer I hung out with my best friend who happens to be a Patriots mm-hmm. fan, and I was I, we were we got talking about football and we were talking about. Belichick and Brady and he floated the idea that he believed Belichick um they wouldn't retire at the same time because he thought Belichick would want to prove that his legacy wasn't, wasn't all Brady, Brady that he wanted to do it with Garoppolo to show that it was it was mostly him like he felt that was important to his legacy mm-hmm. which is something that came up almost word for word in that article and i remember being like damn if my friend thought this a while ago he like i doubt he just came to that opinion by himself without like a few other articles that may have hinted at that so there there might be a kernel of truth somewhere in there i also don't think it should be taken seriously until it actually legitimately no yeah of course not no i i completely agree with that i think I think that this is very much like this is this is someone like extrapolating based on like a whole bunch of shit that isn't there and then one thing that that might be, right? It's it's another case of we want the Patriots gone so badly that we're willing to almost make shit up just to try and cause things to or, fall Or you know apart. actually when make reality, shit up, right? Oh <laughs> The only way the Patriots are going to go away is if they eat themselves from the inside. The best thing we can do is just fucking deal with it. It sucks. It's terrible. But the time is going to come. Eventually, the light will be there. Eventually, it will happen. But the more you do this and give them ammunition the stronger their bond seems to reform. Mm-hmm. So stop it. Just be like, all right, the Patriots won. Just give them nothing. I... Don't don't talk about them. Just they they just exist. They just play their games. They win. They do everything. And just no one cares. Just focus all your attention on other teams, on other players, on everything else, and they will eat themselves alive at some point and we will be I, free. I read uh, an article that made the point that the last two Super Bowls that the Patriots won came after the the kind this kind of blown up controversy that everyone was hoping. This disrespect. Well, yeah. That yeah, like, and they, yeah, the fake disrespect. The, the disrespect yeah. is ready. Oh, oh, the deflake is a bunch of crap. Oh, the Goodell is a butthead. They didn't really have any of those no. things this year they didn't have that that motivation they didn't have deflate gate. Little, they didn't have a suspension they didn't have the thing to bond together over to call disrespect and now, and now they, they do. do why would you give why that to them fucking write it you just gave them the ammo to pull together and have Boston fans go no respect like no just ignore them and one day they will go you away. You save that piece for for either them making an early exit to the playoffs 
Like, the time they lose, yes. you save it either for then or for when they win the Super Bowl. Can you imagine a better time to drop that, like, bombshell article that's full of lies? That would piss would off so piss many off Boston so fans many and people. it would be, It'd be great. great. And it wouldn't have any bearing on the season. It would just be like, oh, you just won the Super Bowl. I'm going to just just write this story and just kind of burst your entire fucking bubble. I'm, I'm just going to speculate how... All this is just a bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, th- how this is all going to fall apart this offseason, please. Yeah. And that'll be, like, long enough that they won't really be able to use it as ammo because it'll be an entire offseason yep. after yep. that. So, yeah, do, do that. Do, Don't yeah. publish this now. You ESPN, you're bunch dumb you gotta get your edge story edge that's not a word you gotta get your editorial calendar uh right espn seth yeah anyway i i, I didn't mean to turn this into yet another patriot thing. <sighs> it's just a thing that happens it's always great all the time because well it's yeah fun. it's super fun and I want to talk about something else that's kind of related to Boston that is garbage <sighs> and terrible and we haven't talked about in a long enough time that it bears repeating, it bears coming back up, and that is that Mark Wahlberg is a shitty He's human the being. worst one. Mark Wahlberg sucks. Mm-hmm. He sucks a mm-hmm. lot. Why does Mark Wahlberg suck? Well, let's go over this. So... There was a movie that was called I, I, All the Money yeah, in the which World. Yeah, which I is really fucking appropriate. All, all the Money in the World. Yeah, All the Money in the World. So um, Kevin Spacey was in it, and then we found out that Kevin Spacey is a creep-o-pedo-weird person. A person you don't want in your movie, right? Yeah, a person who's, it's like, oh, I don't really want to associate no, with be, that because anymore. Because he's it's, like a sexual predator. Yeah, it's it's not like Mel Gibson, who did a real bad thing, but could redeem himself. Well. Like, this is a, a I mean, he didn't. He's still a yeah, bad person. Yeah, but then they put him in Daddy's Hollywood Home, too. Him. Yeah, fucking, it's messed up. I, I don't know if Spacey's going to recover from this at all, mm. career-wise, because him and Weinstein are basically the fall people here. I, they're, they're the ones who are going to take all the blame, and the other slightly Jesus. less bad people will be forgiven, because fuck everything. Uh, yep. Anyway, Kevin Spacey had a part in this movie, All the Money in the World. And he, he didn't have, like, the biggest part, but there was enough time left from the movie that some good people were like, let's reshoot all of his bits with a new actor. And I think they went with Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. who is pretty pretty cool dude anyway. So they all came together. It was all really touching. All the cast, like, reportedly came back to do the reshoots for free. Like, it was really inspiring in the face of the horrible accusations against Spacey. And then we find out just a little while ago that it turns out Mark Wahlberg didn't come back for free. Mm -hmm. Unlike everyone else, especially his co-star, Michelle Williams... 
he negotiated for like an extra 1.5 million or it, something it was like 1. that. It was 1.5 million dollars is what Marky Mark was paid for the reshoot. Did you see how much Michelle Williams was paid for the reshoot? Like two thousand dollars. She got a per diem of eighty dollars per day. It totaled less than a thousand bucks. But she did it for the right reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. Mark Wahlberg did it for the money. For all the money in the Mm. world. Yeah, yes. Mark Wahlberg is a bad person. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. When all these accusations and stuff started happening, part of me was like I mean, it's it's got to be like he he's he's got to be he's got to be one of them. You know, he's got to be a he's got to have some crap in his past. Well, I mean, he okay. So here's here's the thing. To be fair, he absolutely (laughs) does. I mean, we don't know if 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 there is if there is sexual uh, sexual assault, any kind of sexual harassment in there. I don't. I'm not aware of it. Uh, if 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 it exists or if it's come out, I'm not aware of it. I mean, there are a bunch of hate crimes in his past, and I feel like we've talked about that on the show. We have, yeah. But I mean, when, just look at Mark Wahlberg. He looks like a groper. To me. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh Fuck you, Mark Wahlberg, and fuck the Patriots. Fuck you, Mark Wahlberg. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck Boston generally. Yeah. The good the good stuff is okay, but the bad stuff God, is it's bad. so bad. It's so bad. And maybe so yeah, yeah, it's maybe this is why is part of why like there's that no respect kind of thing, is cause Boston knows that like a good 50 to 70% of itself is just utter fucking poo-poo garbo dumpster water. And it's sick of it. And, you know, Boston kind of just wants to, you know, no, pay attention to all these cool, like, small businesses we have. The guys that made Rock Band are from here. That's cool. You remember Rock Band from college, right? And then, and then... You know, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but also, like, the Patriots and Marky Mark and fucking literally every Ben Affleck movie. Fucking hell, stop. Stop, Boston. Stop. Stop. We should really just have, like, a ten-minute segment every podcast dedicated to being angry about the Patriots and Boston just so we can contain it to, like, Patriots. Yeah, corner. yeah, like this week in fuck Boston. Yeah. This week in fuck Because otherwise it just kind of infects the the whole rest of the podcast, right? It does. And uh, to be fair, we're coming up on the end here, and I'm actually kind of happy about that because I want to give Sam a very, very good shout out. We He talked about this a little bit while when they recorded it, like, months ago. Oh, God, back. yeah, Jesus but Christ. Today, if you know about the podcast, my brother, my brother and me, which is those uh, McElroy people yep. from Polygon, who are very funny video game type people that Sam steals most of his podcast material from. He, like, he got on that podcast during a taping in Chicago, and he lead like those shoes with the stupid wheels in it down the aisle for the podcast and 
it's you know when I did all the logos that were oh my dicks, god and it was it was my yeah. peak. I like I I have accepted that I will never do anything better than NFL logos as dicks. That was my peak as a human being. I I am okay with that. If that was my peak, Sam mm-hmm. Healying down the Chicago theater aisle for the McElroy brothers on a podcast is Sam. Absolutely peak. is. And I just want to give him a shout out and credit for this. It is absolutely worth listening to. I think it's podcast episode number three, three, eight. It it's the newest one. Out. Yeah. So it's the newest one. The newest one. It, it, it it's pretty close to the beginning. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit through too much. And honestly, like the show's pretty good. The guys are pretty funny. So you'll probably listen to a bunch mm-hmm. of it anyway. So you can hear Sam on the podcast. You can hear the McElroy brothers dunk on his yeah. silly question where <laughs> He pretends to have any sort of shame about having Heelys, which we all know no, is No, you, you guys all know that I don't have any shame about anything by now. And then you can go to his Twitter and you can see the video of him yep. awkwardly healing and dabbing down the aisle. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to give you props. Oh, thank and, you. And I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. Listen, I was, it's, it's funny. I've, Dumbass game respect, dumbass Hell yes. Game. Yo, that, shoot, that is a good subtitle for the podcast. Dumbass game respect, dumbass game. Because we also do respect this dumbass game that is American football. Oofa doofa. Dumbass game respect, dumbass game, colon delayed Yes, nuggets. yes. Oh my god. That sounds like a, like, badly translated game for the super nintendo that's like a space shooter somehow (laughs) i also i really want to give a shout out to the twitter user i i can't remember who he was i'll look it up right now but he made one of those drake memes out of our mm-hmm. podcast titles. It was super funny. And that totally made my morning. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to look through and, and try to find it right now. It was at Nathan G underscore O2, uh, Nathan Gibson. Uh, it was it was the Drake meme with episode 67 and episode 64. And uh, you should just, you should look at it. It's um, <laughs> episode 67 was titled. I retweeted it, so it should be on my Yeah, timeline, yeah, it's on so. mine too. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, episode 67 is actual football chat. And that's the one where Drake is like, he's got his hand to his face and it's like, no. He's like, I don't, I don't want that. Fucking. The. The one that he's pointing to and happy about is Intentional Sounding, episode 64, Anime Santa. That that seriously made my morning. It's so fucking Thank perfect. you so much for making that stupid. It it was the funniest thing. I love well, you. Well, it's just Thank so <laughs> appropriate for our podcast, right? Like, that's what it, it is really every is. week. You might, you might have come here because you thought football, but you stayed for the anime, mm-hmm. Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or you left because of the anime Santa, and if so, you know, we probably, like, that's probably for the best. You probably wouldn't have enjoyed the rest of it, anyway. (laughs) Yes. Sam, 
how can we follow you now that you're on the downslope? Yeah, for you? sure, for sure. You can follow my slow descent into mediocrity on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs, and on Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs as well. You can also check out my other podcast, State Your Case. It's on, you know, everywhere, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Dave? I'm Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave, on Facebook at the Drawplay Comic, on Patreon, Instagram, and of course, on the Drawplay.com. Thank you for listening. Make sure you get out all those nuggets so that you don't have to deal with any delayed nuggets, and we'll see you next week.